Hi everyone, welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. Well, praise the Lord, amen. He's in power and he's in control and he is ours and we are his, amen. Today, I wanna talk about love that warns. You know, I was walking around today, I was doing things and this word came into my mind. It just came in because I was just thinking about the word and things happening that are coming quickly and swiftly upon us as a nation and as a world prophetically. And I heard these words, love warns. And I heard that and I was like, yes, love does warn. And I, and I really started to, it, in the Holy Spirit, I really felt him, the teacher, developing those words about love warns. And so today I want to talk about that kind of love that warns. Because so many of you are, I've, I speak to people, I email, I talk on the phone here and there. I'm not really a phone talker, but some people I do, I do talk to from time to time. But the overall consensus of it is the majority and vast majority of people that uh, truly in touch born again believers know that when they try or attempt rather to tell someone in their family maybe it's their kids maybe it's their spouse maybe it's someone at work their neighbor somebody and it's immediately met with scoffing immediately met with mocking and so what happens is it causes that person to go i just don't even want to open my mouth i don't I, everybody gets mad at me or i met with that and i don't know what to do but i know that we're at the end i know that jesus christ is coming again and this is the end of the church age this is the end of our nation it is an absolute done meltdown and it's not coming back and so there's this great responsibility they feel like they, sh they shrink back from. And yet at the same time, there is this uh, abusive verbal attacking of Satan who, go who says, well, I guess you don't care that they're just going to go into it and they're not going to be prepared for what's happening and you just saved your own self. And so there's this war inside, right? Well, I want to talk about love warns. And I want to talk about what it really means to warn and what, and I'm going to do it from a biblical perspective and I'm going to do it the way the Holy Spirit does the living waters flowing forth out of my belly. And before I do that, I'm going to honor Jesus Christ in prayer because nothing happens unless you bathe everything in prayer, because that is power. And I want him to speak to you. I want you to hear his sound today. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come before you and I praise your name. And I thank you that you are the God of gods, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, <clears throat> the soon and coming king, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the one that which was and is and is to come, the almighty. And Lord, although I'm sitting here in front of this screen, I know that many will be watching and I just ask you to reveal yourself to them and to hear your voice by virtue of your Holy Spirit, that you will impact them, impress them, speak to them, 
Lord, I humbly submit myself and yield myself over to your Holy Spirit. And I pray that your good hand would be upon me and that you will lead me as you always do. Amen. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I was talking with a friend of mine about things that are coming, and um, and I've had conversations with other people who have relatives or children or whatever, and um, they have a spouse that's like, please stop it. Don't, we're tired of hearing it. I have a friend who told me that there are these people that they know and they claim to be Christians, but whenever he brings up something coming on this earth, um, like a complete shut supply chain shut down, uh, no more diesel fuel available, no more diesel oil, no more food on the shelves. Um, just all this, all these things happening, you know, and it's like, it's an explosion of it. Um, and even in the littlest way that he would try to talk to them, they'd go, oh, please stop already. You know, they would do that to him. I have other friends that say another friend who would try to tell his wife. And she's like, oh, come on, please. Me and the kids are sick of hearing you talk about it. And I can go down the list because there's so many people in so many different ways. Um, it, I mean, not ways, but different situations, but kind of collectively the same where their friends, relative, co-worker, all of a sudden goes, come on, please. So it does make that person, um, if they're more shy about it and they're truly trying to be um, obedient to Jesus Christ, uh, it, it does something to them. Maybe it does that to you where you feel like I'm just going to coil up and I don't know what to do. I'll just pray for them. Never look at it like, well, I'll just pray. It's like, no, prayer first, prayer center, prayer last and prayer in between all of that. Because you see prayer is power with God, power in God, power from God. And so don't let the enemy come to you and say, well, I guess you just don't care. Listen, we're at the end. And this is a love that Satan does not understand, but he hates. And do not confuse it with a, a passion or a feeling that you're feeling. It has nothing to do with that. You see, God has a love that is beyond. It's outside of time. It's not this world. When it says God is love, that's an uncom incomprehensible for us to even fathom. We cannot even begin to even fathom what the love of God is, except we see that it demonstrated in giving us his only begotten son. That's extreme love because I can tell you, and we all know we've all said it, would you give your firstborn son? Would you give your child away for these people? Because most of us would say no, but it wouldn't have worked anyways if we tried or anyone in history tried. It had to be God's son. That mystery of godliness, God manifest in the flesh, seen of angels, justified in the spirit. I mean, that had to be him. And I just want to magnify his love in you today as your source of power and strength. Because you see, the kind of love that warns goes beyond Feeling. There's something that goes deeper and deeper still, and it's sourced in another life. It has its source in the living person of the Holy 
spirit who has come to make his dwelling in you forever, forever and ever. And Jesus tells us in John 14, he said, he's the spirit of truth. He'll lead us and guide us into all truth. And, you know, I thought about that and I thought all truth. Well, absolutely. He's talking about all the truth of God, but you know what? He's going to tell you the truth about what's going on in this world. And there's going to be a lot of people. They're not going to want to hear about what's happening, really what's happening, because we, we are going into a digital currency in the fall. We are. There's no doubt about it. Um, there's so many things that are happening. People are not ready for it because MSM doesn't tell anybody. And they're like, well, I didn't hear that on the news. I didn't hear that. Listen, there is one that knows the end from the beginning. Satan cannot claim that he knows the end from the beginning. And this nation, as well as the rest of the world, not just this nation, is going into the judgment of God. It just is. And, you know, I was thinking about that scripture that says, and I'm going to get into a few scriptures about warning, okay? And different ways God's, God warns. Um, but he is a warning God. He, he's God is love, but he is a God that loves. And because he loves, he warns. The whole Bible is a book of warning, loving warning, fatherly warning, godly warning, our creator's warning, and everything wrapped in a love outside of this world that we cannot comprehend. Um, it's a saving love. It's a protective love. It's a, it's a love that warns about things to come. So, um, gosh, where was I? I just lost my train of thought. Well, I'm going to let that go unless it comes back to me. Um, I, okay, so I just want to say this. I was talking with my friend and I said, she was like, I just don't know how to tell them all this stuff. Um, you know, they're not going to listen. Other people say that same thing. Don't worry about it if they're not going to listen. Even if you warn them one time and they turn you away, they, they hear what you said. And if you say it in the love of God and the spirit of love, and you've gone before the Lord first and said, look, Lord, I'm going to tell my family and tell my friends. And you know what? The same thing. They didn't listen to Abraham. Abraham didn't listen to Lot, didn't listen to Noah. They didn't listen to anybody. So what makes you think they're going to listen to you? And you know who they're going to listen to? The one who gave them ears. It says, he that planted the ear shall he not hear. He that formed the eye shall he not see. He that giveth man knowledge shall he not chastise. See, God has power over all the world. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Thank you. I was thinking about that scripture. When Jesus was tempted by Satan after being 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. And one of the temptations was Satan said to him. He brought him up on a high peak and he said, he showed him all the kingdoms, all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said unto him, all these are yours and they're mine to give you for it was delivered unto me. And if you worship, if you fall down and worship me, all shall be thine. I mean, if you really think about those words, first of all, when Satan claims all the kingdoms of the world are mine for it hath been delivered unto me and whoso worships me. And if you worship me, all shall be thine. You see, Satan is already a judge. He's already judged. He's like a felon out on parole. Okay. He knows his time is coming. He knows it better than you and me. 
It even says he knows what time it is. It says in Revelation 12, 13, it says, woe unto you, uh, earth, uh, earth and sea. He says, for the devil hath come down unto you. And he, he is filled with great wrath because he knows he hath but a short time. But God's own people don't know what time it is. Do you know? Do you understand exactly where we are? Because you see, there are many people that are not warning. Okay, it's one thing to prep. It's one thing you need to prep. You need to get ready. That's that's biblical. That's wise. That's what God wants you to do. You love your family. You want to be able to, you know, be prepared. See, God warns us that way. But you see, there there is this big movement all over the face of the whole earth. And it is a new apostolic reformation, NAR. And they're not looking for anything else but to try to make it through, uh, you know, the judgment and hope to make it out alive. And I mean, I, I'm not here to bash or do anything, but it's just so unscriptural uh, in many ways. But I don't want to get into prophet prophetic uh, doctrine right now. Many people have different beliefs. The main thing I'm saying to you is this. This kingdom of the United States, as well as the United Kingdom and the Australian Kingdom and the Russian Kingdom, all the kingdoms of the world are under the power of the wicked one. And it's going to go as it's written. And it's not going to get better. There's no, you know, there's there's so many prophecies out there. We're going to come through this and we're going to do this and that. So but the point I'm making is there are so many people who are lax at warning the only thing they're doing is like just stock up get as much food as you can but there is a spiritual thing that has to happen and you know it says that you know it's a, a spiritual thing let me slow down there has to be a love rooted in god there has to be a love rooted in god it has to be a revelation of god's love and an understanding of where we are in time and that jesus christ he's coming again yes he's going to come and establish a millennial kingdom and so there is a process that's happening through this time and we are at this point where there's not going to be god blessing america there's not going why would god bless this nation why would god bless any nation it says in the word um i love i love psalm 120 uh, 102 verse 26 it says of old thou hast laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Like a garment, thou shalt wrap, roll them up and take it away. Like a vesture, thou shalt uh, uh, roll it up, wrap it up and take it away. Listen, uh, there's an expiration date for this earth. And we are at the moment in time, in the last ticking seconds of the church age where Jesus Christ is going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of his archangel and the trump of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And they, us that remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Love warns. And I'm going to talk about that. You know, in 2 Corinthians 
in Acts. I'm going to start with Acts because I'm going to do it in order. Paul said, therefore, in Acts 20, 31, he says, therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. You know, he knew there was a, he was probably going to get martyred. Um, he knew his time was running short. Um, and Satan was doing everything he could to hinder Paul from going to different places. You know, he said that I often would come to you, but then Satan uh, hindered me. But you know what I say? Yeah, he was thrown. He wrote most of the epistles from prison and he couldn't go. He would always say, I would have come to you, but I was hindered. I was let hither to. I couldn't do it. But you know what he did? It didn't stop him. Paul wrote letters. He didn't stop. Nothing could stop him. You know, there's, you know why? Because he loved God. He loved him. The one who said for when I was, he says, for I was before a blasphemer, a perjurer. I was injurious, but I did all of these things in ignorance and unbelief. Therefore, great grace was given unto me. And I believe that Paul, the apostle, Yes, he loved the people that God loved. He, he said, I wish myself were accursed for Israel's sake. You know, he says, the more I love, the less I be loved. And he was going through all the worst things, right? Like more than any disciple, more than any apostle. We hear lists because there's so much that happened to him. And we don't even know everything that happened to him. But he kept on going and he didn't stop. You know why? Because he loved God so much because he had a revelation of Jesus Christ and God saved him. And then he was able, because of the love he had for God, he was able to say, therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. You know what that tells me? He was in prayer. You don't hear, you know, it's not like I was out there every day. I was trying to tell people. I was trying to get them to listen. I'll tell you the secret to Paul's power was that he was a praying man. That's the first thing we hear about him. He told it. God told Ananias in a dream. He said, go to him. He says he's in the home of Ananias, you know, at, at the home of Judas on Straight Street. He said, behold, he prayeth. And so we know he was a praying man. We know he was a man. That, in other words, he like I was talking about, he was a separated man. Like I was talking about that um, in my last video, is that he was a separated man. Because a person that has had a revelation of the love of God, they become separated from this world. I'm not talking about, well, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that anymore. It's like, no, something happens within you. That power of love, it is a transforming power. You can't get it from books. You can't get it from a sermon. You can't get it from nothing. It's people who have had a revelation of Jesus Christ, who have continue with the Lord, even if nothing looks like it's changing. They continue on with the Lord. They are consistent. They are continual. There is a, like he said, I cease not to warn day and night. That means he was a man wholly given over. And don't let that overwhelm you like, well, I'm not the apostle Paul. We admit he is a special man. He was a man chosen from God to bear his name. That's what he said to Ananias. He said, for he is a chosen vessel unto me. 
that he would bear my name unto the Gentiles, unto the kings, unto kings, and unto the people. And that also he must suffer many things for my sake. Look, the more you're loved, the less you're going to be loved. The people that you think are going to listen to you, that you love. Because it's one thing to be rejected by people you don't really know. But the ones you love that reject you, that's part of the cross. That's part of the way of the cross. See, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, I'm go we're going into Jerusalem. And the Son of Man is going to be delivered over to the elders and the chief priests and the Pharisees. And him they will beat. And they will, uh, and they will, uh, he said, and they will kill, he said, for the son of man, uh, he said, and be rejected and be rejected. You see, we're afraid of being rejected. And you know what? Like Amy Carmichael says, it's a chance to die. Because if you are truly walking in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, and I mean it, I mean it seriously. If you are truly walking in his way, then you are on the way to heaven. And in the way that you're going, you're picking up strength. You're picking up power. You know why? Because people that walk that way are on, a, they're, they're walking out their death on the cross. And you know what kills you? When you're rejected. When they're rejected. You know, there has been people in my life that, and I'm sure your life too, and I've listened to so many other people. Haven't you ever tried to be friends with certain people, but they just didn't, they just didn't want to give back to you, you know, or you are even rejected by your spouse. You know, I think the, what I'm trying to say is those that are closest to you, it's going to hurt the most, but you want to know what? Once you're dead, there's nothing more they can do to you. And when you die to things, a power of the power of the endless life enters into you. And I mean, it's this, it's the real walk. You know, also too, he says he did it with tears. So that shows that he, he was just pouring himself out. We know he wasn't not, he wasn't married. He didn't have children. But that life of Jesus Christ was alive in him. He had God's heart. He had the mind of Christ. And he saw the other world literally at one time. He couldn't even talk about it. But he spoke about it. And he talked about his weakness. And he thanked God for it. He prayed. Even in his, he did his flesh, a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet him, lest he should be exalted above measure because of all the dreams and visions he was having. Yes, he was a special man. But you know what? Everybody is special in the Lord. There's just different callings. And we love our beautiful Apostle Paul, don't we? What a wonderful brother. And one day we're going to see him. But he goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 4.14, I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. You know, he had such a father's heart, even though he never had children of his own. But that's what happens to you. See, you begin to get the heart of the father. You begin to live 
in his spirit and the spirit of his son by virtue of the spirit. And so as you're walking the way of the cross, you know, I'll tell you, that's the mainspring of your walk, the love, that love of God that overtakes this uh, feeling of needing to be, um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm not going to keep going on that. Um, I feel like I need to stop right there. Um, notice how he says, I do not write these things to shame you. And I believe the reason why he said, I do not, I write not these things to shame you is because people that don't know the Lord very well or know him at all or are lukewarm or, or maybe just happy being in whatever state they're in, um, they're e they can be easily offended and like, and they take it like you're trying to shame them, like you're better than them and you know more than them because a lot of times that's how they take it. So I like how he sets and establishes something he says i don't write these things to shame you how important is it maybe we can say that i don't say these things to shame you i say but as a beloved friend a brother a sister a spouse a parent i'm warning you in first thessalonians 5 14 it says now we exhort you brethren so it's like a group exhortation uh, now we exhort you, brethren, and he's telling them to warn, right? So they just can't be the only ones warning. He says, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. And, you know, that really stuck out at me with warning. Be patient in warning. People are not going to receive your information off the bat. Most likely, I'd give it a 99% chance. But you have to give them a chance to absorb the information. And it's not on you if they don't. And some of you go, but it makes me so sad when I think about my children. Um, they want nothing to do with it. Um, I feel so bad because I love my spouse, but he or she wants nothing to do with it. And the thought of them not thinking that everything's going to be just fine. I mean, we're always going to be fine in Christ and we're always in him and we keep ourselves in Christ. But there's this loose kind of like, you know, like it's 1980 still or whatever. Um, I tell them, be patient toward them. Love is patient. God, God is patient. Remember I told you there was one time I said that I woke up in the middle of the night and I all of a sudden I was just mad. Like I was mad at a family member. Like, why? Why are they so lukewarm? Why can't they just come to Christ? Like I just, and I felt mad, like inside, like, ah, oh, I've been praying for them for so long. And I was saying that in my head, right? And right away I heard the voice of the Lord by his spirit say, why are you so mad? I'm not mad. He's not mad. So we need to be careful that we don't get mad at them. Okay. Because really they're going to find out anyway, because they can't avoid what's coming. You know, I look at, I think about Noah, look at, and think about this. Noah warned. It says by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. And, you know, I mean, you could just picture this man. He has a family. It's never rained before on the earth. Uh, there was mist that came up from the ground that watered everything. Um, he was in the middle of the desert. We've seen that ark that's built in Tennessee. So we know what size it was. But, you know, it said that he was a preacher of righteousness. So obviously, he's people are like, what are you doing? And he's like, 
preaching about repentance. But we see that at the end, he got into the ark, eight persons, him and his wife and sons and their wives. And at one point, God spoke and said to him, yet seven days and I'm going to flood the earth. He even gave them a seven day grace period. But you know what? If people don't hear after 100 years, what makes you think they're going to hear after 2000? I mean, think about it. It says in Second Peter chapter three, in the latter days, men, we're not going to put up with sound doctrine, right? So if you're not putting up with sound doctrine and gathering themselves, teachers having itches, itching ears, turning them away from the faith. So turning, turning them away from the faith because they want to be full and rich and they want to have much goods laid up for many years like that, man. They don't know what's coming upon them is coming suddenly. But, you know, in another part, Second uh, Peter chapter three, uh, Peter says that in the latter days, many will say, where is the promise of his coming? Can't you just hear that mocking? Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue on as they were from the beginning. And the next verse is of this, they are willingly ignorant. See, because it's really showing that the entire Bible is a warning of love. God has been warning from the very beginning. Even if you barely know Jesus Christ, you know enough by looking around the world that you're in and knowing that there is a Lord, knowing you're not alive on this earth. Most people know, even unbelievers go, yeah, yeah, I always hear that Jesus Christ is coming again. They themselves are going to be witnesses to their own selves if they die in their sins that they knew that Jesus was coming or that they heard, not that they knew it, but that they heard it and that they trashed it and became Christ resistors. I think of Lot. Lot didn't have a hundred years and seven days. Lot had a few hours. As far as I know what it says, it was nighttime and he ate these two men, the angels, they come in, they go into his house. Um, they tell him, hey, by this time tomorrow morning, God is going to destroy Sodom. You have to get out. Can't you just picture Lot having a few hours in the night? And he goes out to his daughters and their husbands. And he's trying to warn them. He seemed like probably some crazy fool pounding on their door at one o'clock in the morning. The Lord just said, two men appeared to me. And they, they said that Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be, Sodom is going to be completely destroyed by this time of the morning. Come on, please come with leave get get out of here we got to go we got to go i could just see the one of the sons-in-law putting his hand on his chest and pushing him back outside and saying you know it says because they seemed it says the son seemed as though they you know, uh as if he was mocking they didn't believe him they were they thought he was a joke what do you think we look like today you think anybody believes us if they remember jesus says if they don't believe us, us earthly things how was it that they're going to believe spiritual things i mean they they don't it's it's a whole thing about believing so i just look at this world and this generation of people as lots children i mean even towards the end those angels took grabbed lot and his wife by the hand and dragged them out and obviously their two daughters but those two daughters were evil but he hardly had any time. He had to be dragged out. You know, we look at the prophets, the war of the children of Israel. That didn't work either. 
I mean, I think of all the warnings God has been giving through from the very beginning. He sent prophets. He sent men. He, he sent men like there was a man of God who warned and said such and such. He's been warning the children of Israel. He has warned people individually. He warns by dreams. Not, a, not only that, God gives personal dreams of warning. I've had so many dreams where I've, I woke up and went, you're not going to believe what I just dreamed. I am not going there. I'm canceling. You know, something happened where Jesus had to show me something about it because I couldn't see, but he sees. So, and you know, so we see even Joseph's father, he had four dreams in a row, you know, and I can go on and on. See the kind of love that I'm talking about. The love that warns is because that love is from another world. It's not a love that it's a love that can allow them yourself to become a doormat, I guess, and to be trashed and to be mocked and to be scoffed at because something in you goes, I don't care. And I'm not talking about beating people over the head and being a, becoming a broken record. Sometimes all you need to do is tell them something and let it be natural. It never works when you go, I'm coming over at two o'clock. I've got something to share with you. Maybe God wants you to do that. But what I want to say to you is there is a human love um that warns but when the holy spirit is moving through a person then like i was saying in that prayer lord let them hear your sound let them hear your sound then he's going to be involved you know if you're going to tell somebody don't do it until you say something to the lord about it i mean you could be in a moment where you go i don't know this is it i don't have time to pray here it goes that's fine too but you want to know what I noticed that when Lot warned and he had such a short amount of time, literally hours, you think that he was just like, well, I'm not going to go right now. I'm going to probably, I'll, I'll wait right before the sun comes up and I'll go over there and, and I'll, I'll try to persuade them and we'll just leave from their house. It's like, I just get this feeling of him just like burning rubber running through town in the middle of the night. And you know something? That kind of love carries, carried, carries us. You notice that there is everywhere in the Bible where God warns, people warn, prophets warn, Jesus warned, God is warning. It's always backed in the power of the endless life, that love. Love warns. And don't try to do it being driven. Don't do it being driven or do it hasty. Do it first praying to God, lead me, Lord, show me what you want. Show me about that person, Lord. Lord, that person's on my heart, my son, my daughter, my spouse, they're on my heart. But Lord, I pray you prepare them to listen. And if people slam a door in your face, maybe not literally, but like, you know, when people are like, not interested, you know what? Praise the Lord. You were able to say what you did because later on, when things will happen, they're going to remember your words and not because you need to be right. You don't need to be right. You've relinquished your rights as a child of the living God, but Christ will be right. He must reign until he hath put all enemies under his feet. So love warns, you know, um, There is something about that love. You know, I want to share one thing before I go. 
I had this friend. She, we were friends during teenage years. And uh, I've told the story before, but it's, I want to say it again. And um, she was unsaved and whatever, you know, friends hang around when you're a teenager. And, and time came where we parted ways. I went off and got married and she went off and got married, moved to another state. And time marched on. And just recently, and she's probably a year older than me. I turned 60. Um, she, uh, her husband passed away. And she was never married before. She had some children from him. And I remember she had reached out to me last year. And it was like, oh, I can't believe I found you. I've been looking for you. And I was so happy because I love her. I love her now so much. And I remember saying something to her because she was like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, well, I have a YouTube channel and I teach the Bible and share. And of course, there's this flat line of no response, which I was fine with. I'm like, I don't care because I love her and it's okay. However, um, time marched on and I saw that her husband passed away. And so when I had reached out and I, you know, I was like, I'll be praying for you. Um, I saw, I went on her Facebook page and everybody on there was like, everybody you could just tell were completely unsaved. Um, you know, maybe posting rock and roll songs and, you know, that kind of thing. And so when I said, I'm, I'm so sorry, I will be praying for you. There was something in me that was holding back because I thought, you know how there's some people that are so not wanting to hear from the Lord. There's such a deadness there. There's something about a deadness and you could feel it in the spirit. And I just felt such a deadness about her like such a deadness about her. And, uh, and so I, I kind of went back, I recoiled a little bit and I started to become, uh, increasingly, uh, troubled. And finally, one day I said to the Lord, and, and I would see her every now and then post something. I miss him so much. I wish I can see him again. And I, the last time I saw that, I said, God, I said, I, I felt like God wanted to like reckon with me, you know? And so one morning I got up and I, I got before him and I just like rent my heart, not my garment, just I rent my heart. And I said, I want to repent to you. I am so sorry, Lord. I feel such a deadness about her, such a spiritual deadness that it feels impenetrable that whenever I would say anything, it's just deadness, like dead air. And I said, God, and I said, I repent from ever doing that again. So you know what? I just then when I repented and I was before the Lord, I started to feel my heart become charged and it was coming alive and I felt his life coming in. And I feel almost like I could cry, but I got on the message because there's times I tried to call her and she wouldn't answer. And I wrote something to her in, mess in a messenger message that when I reread it to myself, it could have only been from him because I was typing away and I was telling her about the love of God, that she can hopefully see her husband again and that God is Jesus Christ is the door and and that. You, she can go through that door and have eternal life and 
and that he loves her children. And it was done such in a way that I know that it was an invitation from Christ himself through this little broken vessel. And, uh, and I sent it and it was dripping with love from God, his love, because I can feel the penetrating, overwhelming power of his presence as I wrote it. So I know it was him. I know some of you understand. And I never heard back, but a big smile came upon my face and I said, thank you, God. I said, thank you. Your loving kindness is better than life. And I prayed and I worshiped the Lord. And I pray for her to this day. And you know what? I say the word Samuel said, God forbid that I should sin against God that I not pray for you. Isn't it God's business whom he touches? God warns himself. He has ways of warning your children and your wife and your husband and your friends. He has ways of warning you, warning me, warning us. And I praise the Lord that that is the love, the warning of love that's better than any warning that anybody can give us. Love warns. His love warns. Let God in and listen to his warnings because he's trying to preserve your life. He's trying to maintain order in your, in your walk. And he's trying to lead you on right paths, on safe paths. Let him warn you. Heed his warning today. God is love and his is a warning love. Amen. Praise the Lord. Go with him today. The blessing of the Lord be upon you now and always and forevermore world without end.